is there anyone in your life that you're worried about hearing this? I mean, I'm pretty open. Marker, roll tape on episode 10 of Unqualified Opinions with Chelsea and Nate. Speaking the truth over here, I wanted to take my son and punt him like a football across my backyard. (laughs) You know, he goes to sleep silent like a lamb. When there's nothing going on, when I can just go back he upstairs, knows. he knows, make yes. myself a cup of tea. It's got FOMO. Yeah. He's like, mom's got friends. You're and totally if there's right. something I got to do, it's all hell breaks loose. You know what? He also <sighs> is able to judge your phone calls as well, based on the importance of your phone calls <laughs> and whether or not he's like crying in the background in the car. Oh, Remember right. You told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Kids being all up in your shit when something's going on. That's forever. How old are yours, Jen? Uh, They both have birthdays in the summer, so they'll be 17 and 11. Jesus. 17. I don't believe it. Oh, you you don't look look old enough to have children, Jennifer. Oh, were you a teen teen mom? (laughs) No. No, I I hate people that ask me that. It's because you're so cute and so small. Yeah. I get so offended. You look too Why? young to have children. And you know what I repeat back to them? It's gross. I say, I got my period when I was 11, so I could have a kid at 11 years old. And they're like... You could have 22-year-olds. They don't know yeah. what to say. I mean, that's, that's really early. My uh, older son also got his period at 11. I thought that was very early. 11? Yeah. I think that's okay. I think 11's okay. Really? I yeah. I don't know why I was expecting like 13. It was like... Yeah, 11. I was shocked. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I think I had shocked my mom too, but also not because I had like boobs really early. Like I had like little boob buds. I remember I was like playing with them all the time. Yeah. Have you ever got hit in the tit? Like when it's just a new little bud, dude? Of course. I was such a tomboy. Um, They're sore. I remember Mm -hmm. my mom brought me to the pediatrician. She's like, something's wrong with my child. They're like, she's going through puberty. She's like, she's 10. Like I had boobs. Yeah, Dang. I know. Sorry, Never get hit in the tit. I think that's my oh, no, favorite. He's fine. Phrase. Ever get hit in the tit? This is also like a form of therapy. So, right. like my husband was on last night. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, he talked about his sobriety, and he was saying he's like, "This is therapy." He's like, "This is the first time I've ever talked about some of this stuff, like ever." Oh yeah, and it's like a platform of like all these form of therapy I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, a, th- a common thread, I guess, running through a lot of our episodes and you know, a core discussion that we continually have is, is mental health and sobriety. And this sort of is another perspective or another story that we wanted to bring in. Here's the situation, people. Listen. All right. That's enough, Nate. (sighs) No, I'm just kidding. Jen, I met her. We've never met in person. Okay. But I'm pretty sure we were going to meet anyway, somehow. Of course. Okay. Even if there wasn't a connection, Mm. because we're like the same human being. I give, I have goosebumps about to tell the story, but (laughs) I give Jen readings without her asking me to constantly. Anytime we text, it could be as simple as like, Oh, happy. I saw that. That's a cute little post you did. Oh my God. That's so funny. And then I'm like, remember when you did And I like, (laughs) start giving her and she's like get out of my head and like (laughs) literally have never touched her in real life like just so we're connected and the way that we are actually connected is through her fiance Mm. 
And then tentatively. Yeah, we've got something in the works. We have something in the work. We oh, want to yeah. talk to you Bossy. of what you said was in your head, a piece of mm-hmm. artwork that was in your head. And you had to get tell the story about that because we have an idea. We have a pitch for you. Oh, OK. Well, you know, I watch you guys on or listen to you guys on the Spotify. Yeah. And there's like a little picture of two people sitting at like a little tiny table. And then (laughs) I just was like, no, dude, you guys need something like original, like, you know, like the other stuff. Who is this human being that just is able to just take what the essence is and put it onto a paper? What is that process? I I don't know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes things just pop into my head. Like if I see something or if people say something or if I like somebody or what they're doing and I don't know, I just get some weird shit in my head. And then sometimes it's like poking me until I draw it. So that little thing with your, you know, y'all's head. Yeah. Like this and high-fiving out of your brains. Right. It's It's our brains giving each other a high five Mm -hmm. while they're like sitting around having like coffee. Right. Um, So it's like an original take off of what is already there. And it's really what's happening because most of the time I don't even need to talk to him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are like connected in weird ways. So, Mm -hmm. right. You have to be ready. Well, have pride, have faith in yourself. If you, if you say maybe, maybe we'll need it for hats. No, we're going to put it on our album cover when we sell out shows because we're changing people's lives around the world talking about nothing. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, but at the same time, and then there's your artwork in the skylight. I mean, I'm just telling you right now in the sky, dude, it's awesome. You're um, you can check them out on Instagram. It's art baby. And then five forty five four zero five four zero. Yeah. Art baby five four zero Instagram. Look them up. Be impressed. You should be Be impressed. So we're here talking about a lot. But with Jen specifically, we're super into this. So I'm on the TikToks. I was doing these um, sober lives, I called them, every Tuesday night. And Jen often, I'd see her bloop, bloop, pop up. <laughs> and um, for a little while there, it was like a silent bloop, bloop. I'd just see you pop on or see Linnell pop on. And then I don't know when it happened, but you messaged me and said that you were inspired to stop drinking. And then somewhere along your journey, you found, I'm not going to speak for you. You found something new or maybe that you come back to, but found to use it in a way that is extremely helpful for your sobriety. I totally found it by accident and I wasn't looking for it to be anything life-changing. Like I had done, you know, psychedelics as like a teenager and stuff. I did mushrooms a couple of times, mostly did acid just because back then it was like the late nineties and uh, acid was everywhere and super cheap. Nobody usually had mushrooms. So <laughs> I hadn't done anything in like 16, 17 years. And was that always like recreational or was there some sort of, okay. Yeah, no, it was just to get fucked up and, you know, watch your feet trip off (laughs) in the mirror. But of course, um, yeah, I hadn't done anything because I was mortified of doing anything like that because I'm a mom and I didn't want to like sit in a corner and cry and be like, I'm a horrible mom. So I didn't do anything. And then in September of 2020, after the world broke and I was drinking all the time and at my (laughs) job, like we'd have these zoom calls every day. And everybody was hammered at like 5 p.m. because that's what we were doing, like to keep in contact, like me and all the other like manager people at work. Yeah. And we were just fucking hammered, dude, every day. And uh I went and visited 
two of my old buddies, like four hours away in the mountains and my kids were here. So they were safe. And I was at a friend's house and these are the friends that like I used to hang out with and like do like, you know, ecstasy back in the day. And like, we used to get fucked up back in the day and they're like, Oh, we have mushrooms. And I was like, I mean, my kids are safe. Like I'm four hours away anyway. Okay. And we didn't do a lot, but I did it to, you know, enjoy like the recreational experience from almost 20 years before. And we were drinking a little bit too. So I wasn't like trying to quit drinking or anything like that. Right. Not yet. I'd flirt with like, you know, cutting back or whatever, but Anyway, we did them and like walked around the city at night and like went to a park and it was just super fun. And I remember feeling so happy, Mm. but also really just connected to everything. Mm. And like, I just wanted to be outside and I was like, you know, talking to the flowers on his fucking porch. And I just wanted to be like out in nature. And it just made me have this weird, just really happy feeling. And and the next day there was like an afterglow of that Mm. same kind of feeling. Huh. And I asked him, I was like, I was going home that day and I was like, can I bring some to my mate? Because he's never really done them. And I wanted to share that feeling with him. And so he gave me like a little bit and we did the same thing when I got home and it was like, just so fun. And I noticed that after those two times, I was just really happy and Mm -hmm. I would just feel like super connected and I wasn't worried about stuff. My ex would... Anytime he would be mentioned or text, like my shoulders would like turn into like concrete, like both of them, and it would hurt. And I'd be so stressed out for days. Mm. And then it was weird. It was like, I stopped getting so angry at that. That was really the only thing that made me angry, but I just realized that I was way less stressed and just felt like I knew something that a lot of people didn't know. Like Mm -hmm. I just knew that all this bullshit was just bullshit. And that we're all connected. And it sounds like such hippie shit, but like, it wasn't Mm. something that I thought it was something that I knew. Marker open episode 10 of unqualified opinions. Dumb, dumb, and dumber. And they want you to make more dumb babies. And they want you to be silent and shut up and keep working and look ahead and don't look anywhere else. Hey guys, uh, we're going to have to click back in. Okay, Okay, come right back in because I have a good thing I want to say. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Lynn! Hey, Charles, how did the editing of the last episode go? What? I don't edit anything. Oh, why not? Because I don't know what I'm doing. What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't edit anything. It's all you. What are you trying to get some compliments Uh, out of my ass or what are you wanting? I'm not going to do anything when you come down here to Nantucket. I'm not doing it. I am not. I'm telling you right now, I'm not editing a goddamn thing. (laughs) But you totally could if you wanted to. And one of the easiest tools I use is Alitu. A-L-I-T-U. Their app is so user-friendly and designed to make processing, editing, and publishing super easy. If you're looking to start your own podcast, one of the biggest things holding you back could be technology, but don't let it be. Visit thepodcasthost.com and check out all that Elitu has to offer. Follow the link in today's show notes for an additional 20% off of Elitu and thepodcasthost.com. It's different as an adult, you know, I, I used to take it to like see weird stuff and just to be fucked up all night, but there was something there super noticeable, even after doing it just two times and not a lot. 
So I started researching and, you know, reading online and ordering books, watching YouTubes and listening to podcasts and just learning so much. And there's so much evidence that it helps people with all sorts of things like PTSD and depression, anxiety, OCD. It helps cancer patients deal with the fact that they're dying, you know, on their terminal. And there's really no evidence to the contrary. And maybe I'm in an echo chamber, whatever you say, but I mean, I'm looking at like scientific studies and reading lots of books and listening to people who are professionals and have been for like decades. Right. And it's just, so I've been doing it since then, you know, every now and then it's not like a regular thing, but it's just, is it like a micro dosing or do you have Mm. a designated night and that is euphoric? Both. And I don't have a lot of opportunities to do like a, enough to make you see stuff or to have like an right. actual like okay. journey or whatever, because my kids are usually home and I, and I, I don't do it around my kids. Um, I have a question again. Mm-hmm. What's microdosing yeah. for people that don't know? Cause I say it like I know, right. But I don't, it could, a microdose could be, if you're, I'm, I don't, I have no idea what it is. So it, I need I to, think it, I don't know if there's like an official dosage, but I think it's like anything from a 10th of a gram, which like 0.1 to half a gram, I think is considered a microdose. Basically, if you do anything, I think below like 0.25 and less, you don't feel anything. So they said the same thing for marijuana, for THC, Mm -hmm. because I started microdosing with CBD Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to get high. So I would have to use CBD that had THC, Mm -hmm. but such a low amount that even if you took the full dose, of mm-hmm. CBD with the THC, you wouldn't get high, but I was even doing less than that. Yeah. I hate being high on like weed. Marijuana. High. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. I so I can barely recall back to the days, but I just know that it always made me so paranoid. And I think like reversed people, you know, say that it makes them calm and like just zone out and relax. It made me like on edge and mm-hmm. paranoid. And so like, the CBD makes me relaxed. Mm. and not on edge and able to actually enjoy myself in a social setting. That's great. Whether that's placebo or not, I don't give a damn. I'm totally open for the rest of my life to never keep myself from finding plant-based anti-anxiety, eye-opening, pineal gland vibrating shit. That's the path that I'm on. I can see it as clear as day. Agreed. And I'm going at the snail's pace because I'm (laughs) not trying to like Jen said, I'm a mom. Yeah. So I'm not trying to get fucked up. So like when I tell you, I go with the CBD. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, woo, nothing happens. But to me, I feel a little bit looser and like not loose, but just like mm, kind of like carefree, I guess. Kind of just yeah. like la da. It kind of yeah. just makes my body feel kind of like loosey goose. And I'm taking like what I would consider a microdose. Like it's like 0.2% THC. Yeah. So microdose. I'm afraid of my sobriety. Right. Do you consider mm. yourself sober? I just say that I don't drink. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously I'm not going to do like any uh, hard drugs anymore. I'm not interested in doing anything like that, but I don't say that I'm sober just because I don't want to like insult people who are like straight edge sober. Don't do anything. Fuck mm. them and their feelings. Seriously. There's <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm not sorry actually, because you know what? Listen, I used to be one of those people, Jen. I used to go around berating people telling them exactly how they need to be sober, telling them they're not looking somebody in their eyes 
in telling them that they're not sober and that their life's work of using marijuana medicinally and not drinking anymore. That's that thing that's saving their life. I told them that they're that they're not worthy of that title and they need to go to AA. I used to tell people that to their face. What a little jerk. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, she realizes it now. I do. Yeah, because I consider myself sober Mm. right now. Tomorrow, I might not. I might be like, you know what? I meditated on it. No, for like, because I take the THC with the CBD. Tomorrow, I might wake up after meditation because I love to meditate. And I might go, you know what? That doesn't feel right anymore. I'm going to switch back to nothing. Like, it's Mm -hmm. so fluid. It's yours. Yeah. So I say, and this is me. This is you. You don't want to offend anybody who's like hardcore. That's so nice of you. Yeah. I'm more of like... Everybody can do whatever the fuck they want. And and with that means I have to give myself the same grace and I'm allowed to say what I want. Yeah. So if I identify as sober, I'm going to say it. There you go. I agree. Yeah, I think, I mean, what is sobriety, right? I love sobriety, that question. Like, I love it. It could be in this moment. Am I sober in this moment? Yes. But I think like in the larger, like grand scheme, bigger picture of things, like sobriety is personalized, right? It's each person's journey. So I don't know. It's Has your life dramatically changed? Have you seen miracles happen in your life since you stopped drinking and started using medicinal um, like mushrooms? Have you like changed me so much? Like it's, Mm it's galvanized as part of my life now. Like I want to never be without it because I don't know, man, like I used to just get in like funks, you know, like depression yeah. or like, you know, if it's like right before shark week, I'd have like a day or two where I'm like, I fucking hate everybody. <laughs> like I should just be dead, like world. bad, 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 bad. And like that. That's happen. really, really real for some women. I think, I think people roll over what you just said very easily, yeah. but that's a real serious um, condition, what she just said. Yeah. Some women have such mood swings, um, that like misdiagnosed all the time, but it's literal just, yeah. And you like, it's like, you're like possessed or something. You're like, I'm being such a cunt right now, but you know, it cannot help it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because that's when you're fertile. So why are we so bitchy (laughs) and horrible? Not, I hate that word. Why are we such a monster when we're supposed to be seducive? Right. That's crazy a good question. People better in bed. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows. That's why that's what I say. That's why I never had a dull moment. I've had lots of dull moments. <laughs> lots of them. I'm all fucked up. Um Shit. my question was in in the grand scheme of your life right now, do you feel like since starting this that there has been a freeing experience? Mm. Yeah. That's it's- sobriety. Oh, in my so I'm sober is what you're saying. Well, no, no, no. I, I wish that we didn't have to use that word. Yeah. Um, I wish there was another word to describe somebody free of the chains, free of yeah. the dim, of the of the help me, Nate. Free I, of the pull <laughs> or addiction. Free, free of, of addiction. The, Just yeah. like having the crutch of the ball and chain stuff without. Yeah. Drinking. No, like for sure. And the I don't mental know. obsession, the physical addiction, that all that being free yeah. of all of that. Like you don't get withdrawal. Me? From mushrooms? No, dude. Oh, and that's another thing. Sometimes you have like these epiphanies and you'll have these realizations and like these really strong feelings or some of the things that come to the surface might not be happy things, 
but there's things that you need to deal with. Like I, I have found that the mushrooms, they, they know what I need. And, you know, sometimes I find myself in the bathroom on the floor, ugly crying about some shit I've just been dragging around my whole life. Hmm. You know, like it's not always fun, but it's always beneficial because sometimes you have to like, you know, shake your demon's hand or whatever you want to call it. Oh God. I have a question now. This is so interesting to me. What you're describing is not like the, your usage wouldn't be considered like microdosing because you're, you're doing, sometimes you are taking a lot, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But to a person who is listening and still feels like they're missing something and what you're saying is kind of on the lines of where they want to go throughout life, mm-hmm. or maybe they want to try it. Microdosing. Do you think that there's such thing or do you think that do you think it's individualistic? Do you think it's the kind of drug where it's like you need to take more and more and more and more and microdosing will wear off and it won't work? No, no. And I think I've read stuff that says that it's not like that. You won't build up a tolerance and you won't Mm. necessarily have like, like you are much smaller than me. And I've read that if we both took the same amount, we're both going to have the same experience. It's not like I can drink four drinks and you can drink one Mm -hmm. drink because you are smaller and you're hammered. And then I'm hammered four drinks later. I've read that. I don't know because I'm only me and I I can't say that, that, you know, as far as any experimentation, I do use myself as a guinea pig a lot just to see like Mm. different strains and different um, dosages and stuff. But as far as, you know, if somebody wanted to get into it, I, you know, I don't think that it's probably for everyone, but you have to have a really strong mind because if you do find yourself, um, like if you took more than, you know, you were really ready for, you have to know no matter what, like, it's just an experience. You do have to give your control up. You have to be Mm. ready for it and you have to be open to it. And it's, it is a very like nice and peaceful. I've never had a bad trip. Um, but I also, I don't have a problem like letting go of control for a little while. Cause I know it's only a couple of hours. It's not like acid where it's like 12 hours, you know? It's, oh my God. Dang. Yeah. Not interested in that anymore, but it's definitely not for everybody, you know, do research and start small. I think it needs to be respected as a medicine and not abused as a drug because it can be used either way, but, and you probably get some kind of benefit either way, but it, it's not to be, um, taken lightly like you can't just grab a handful and eat it because get a fucking Ugh. scale if you're gonna have a fungus, <laughs> if, get a fucking scale are we at a point where like this can be prescribed by a doctor in the country in this country or not yet uh no i don't think so i, know I was gonna I, say can you like have like a shaman or like a is there has to be in florida um i think there's places in florida and california where you can go but i don't know hmm. if it's the psilocybin which is the compound in mushrooms or if they're doing like can, I know that a lot of places do ketamine for uh, like right. psychotherapy and stuff and that. MDMA. And, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, you can go to like the ayahuasca shamans in like Costa Rica and stuff like that, which I would fucking love to do. But mm. yeah, there's a lot of different things, but um, mushrooms are what I have all the time. And just it's, I don't know, I could talk about it for days and what it's <laughs> done for my life and just my understanding. And I, I should say that like, there might be a couple things like, I am like, I just turned 40 last year, you know, with all the fucking COVID stuff, you know, a lot of changes are happening all around. And I'm always trying to make sure that I'm on the right side of this higher vibration, lower vibration divide and everything. So, I mean, there's probably a lot of things that go into it that this is just complementing what I'm trying to do 
Yes. It's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool to keep you on the path that you realized you wanted to be on when you were tripping. Right. (laughs) Like, why would you give it up if you know that it's part of the process for where your ascension? Yeah. I want to circle back real quick on something because I learned this this year from my psychiatrist. And then I want to get into ADHD Mm. and then I want to tap into star seeds. When I was seven years old, I got diagnosed with ADHD, higher spectrum, impulsivity, inattentive, which is a very oxymoron combo. Mm -hmm. So which basically means is I have no control over my actions. So back when I was a kid, it was like physical. So very like jumpy and jittery. And I put my foot in my mouth a lot. And Mm. then I didn't do anything about the consequences of those actions because I can't, I get paralyzed. So you could tell me over and over again what I'm doing wrong and I won't do anything. And um, I've been like that my whole life until I found alcohol and work. So work was like seven days a week, six to seven days a week I worked. So I could, but that was like my Ritalin because they took me off the medicine when I was like eight or nine, 10. And I was left to my own devices to figure it out. And I don't blame my parents for that, but it sucked because I love you guys, but it sucked because I was told, hey, you're not supposed to be this way. Here's this pill. Take it. Okay, you're great. Ooh, that's not working out. We're going to take that away. Good luck. Just in time for middle school. Whenever Just in time for middle that. school. And so I had I had horrible grades, but really good grades in the classes I really enjoyed. Mm. Um, anything that had to do with like um, structure, like I got like a really good law new grade. And then I took like a really good marine biology. I had a really great marine biology grade, English, but like anything where you had to really take the time to study and learn something new that wasn't natural for me. Mm -hmm. Loser. (laughs) I got an eye in gym because I am not an athletic person. And so I refused. Yeah. I refused to do it, to participate because I knew I was paralyzed. I knew if I couldn't do it, I was going to get scrutinized and I didn't want to be scrutinized and made a fun of by the other kids. So I would just sit and you couldn't get me to stand up. I had to get you. a doctor's note. They had to pretend that I had some condition I don't, so I could graduate high school. I That is a person who needs help. That's a, that's a mental health issue. I don't know how that was overlooked. Hmm. So when you said that you could take this amount of mushroom and this amount of mushroom and it would be the same amount of, of effect. I can't speak on mushrooms, but what I can speak on is alcohol and size. Mm-hmm. So there is stuff going on that I don't think I realized until she said this to me. So when I got to the detox center the third time, I blew a 0.527. No way. I was walking, talking. I was signing my receipt. And they said, you should be dead six times over. And they sent me to the emergency room where they watched me in case I went into a coma. But I was bullshit because I was walking, talking. When I came back, it was so it was like so shocking for them that I kind of I guess I was like (laughs) well-known because when I came back, I was like, oh, here you are like Like, this bitch. Like we had to go send you to the hospital. I didn't remember any of it, of course, but they said you were walking talking my stepmom said to me years later she said that the lady at the place said your daughter is like a 60 year old man alcoholic that's where her tolerance level is and so here's here's and i asked my psychiatrist because um 
I was, I'm taking new medication. I'll get into it for my, um, ADHD. Cause it was at to the point after my son that it, I was not functioning as a human being and I had to be a mom mm-hmm. and, um, it was sink or swim time. And I had to put my girl, big girl pants on and try treating this ADHD for now. I'm saying for now through medication, through pharmaceutical, um, I had tried every other fucking thing. And I'm like, I've tried off brand medicine with my doctors. I finally broke down, got a good psychiatrist that I trust. And she's absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. I can't say anything more like just a beautiful person. You look at her and you want to tell her everything. I said, how come every time I would go back to her, I went in there and I, I said this to her, Jen. I said, I don't want to be fucked up on Ritalin. I don't want to be jacked up. <laughs> and so we started on Vivance, which is for people with overeating, bulimia and ADHD when you are an addict. So because it, it, it uses the enzymes in your stomach. So you could shoot it. You can sniff it. It really won't do anything till it's in your stomach. Mm. It has to use your enzymes in your stomach to release the drug at a 12 hour process. Yeah. So for 12 hours, I'm medicated and I kept having to go up a dosage. And the first of all, I started at 20 felt, felt like, wow, this is like kind of normal. I felt like a normal person. Mm. And then a month later, we waited a month had to go up again, had to go up again. I was sleeping on 45, 40 milligrams of Vyvanse. Like I could take naps. Like it's riddle. Like it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a stimulant. And I'm like, I'm still sleeping. I'm still depressed. Like it's not motivated. I'm not all the things that I wish I could have done that I hear about when people take these medications that who really need it. It wasn't happening. So I'm asking, we finally figured it out. I'm all leveled out. I can't believe people live this way. (laughs) I have, I had no idea that there was, that you could live like this and feel wow. this confident about who you are. I mean, like just even just hearing her say what I was told when I was seven is the same. Like you are, this is real. You have this condition and there's hope. But the planet was so fucked up. They started sending any asshole, not asshole, any light person, anybody with light, put them in a human meat suit. Quick, this planet's going to self-destruct. We need happy people in here. Today's episode is sponsored by Tom Costa Building and Framing, framing homes on the Cape and Islands for over 30 years. Whether you're starting from scratch or restoring a historical home, Tom Costa's got you covered. With Tom Costa Building and Framing, you can get the job done right the first time. Huge thank you to Tom Costa Building and Framing and all the sponsors of Unqualified Opinions. If you're interested in sponsoring the show or partnering with Chelsea and I, drop us a line at unqualifiedopinionsofficial at gmail.com or just follow the link in our show notes. Duh. I have another segment I want to introduce. Here we are. And I want to run Jen by this. Floor is yours. So I have discovered in the past five years, hypnosis meditation. I take it very seriously. I would say I'm qualified at this point. I go into deep, deep meditation. I can meditate with my eyes open, but see nothing. I don't know how to explain it any other way, but my eyes are open. And all I see is what it looks like when your eyes are shut. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to like get to this point. So, cause I've been doing it for so long and at hours on end, Mm -hmm. I want to tell you what happens when I am at my highest 
meditation, meditative state of hypnosis, self-hypnosis, when I'm listening to certain frequencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to tell me if it's anything like what you're experiencing. Okay. So I'm laying flat and I, if my eyes are closed, I can't really, I'm the, the eyes open is a new thing for me, but I'll talk about my, look at Nate. He looks like he's at a spa. Um, <laughs> my eyes would be closed. I'm okay. And oh, good. Yes. Nate, listen. Yeah, I'm and I'm seeing without my eyes. And every time I say that to somebody, they are like, what? I'm like, you need to see without your eyes. Yeah. At first, when I first started doing this, my eyes would flutter and now they're still. Mm-hmm. but I can see without my eyes. It's when I'm not looking at what you see behind your eyelids anymore. There's a cosmic connection of where I'm seeing. It's not mm-hmm. earth. It's not my body. It's not right. this meat suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would describe it as a feeling of wherever I am, I still haven't been able to open my eyes yet. And then all of a sudden, once I feel, um, the breath, my breath work getting into it, there's a pulsing. And then at the same rhythm as the pulse that I physically feel, mm-hmm. I see, even though I'm not seeing, my right. eyes are closed, I see a blue light that comes like this. Mm-hmm. And this is like that circle, like people talk about, like um, people all over the world in ancient history talk about this circle. This It's a blue circle mm-hmm. that people see in deep, deep meditation. Um, it's good to like hold something in your hands so that you can wake up if, mm-hmm. um, cause you're not supposed to fall asleep. So mm-hmm. if you start to fall asleep, the rock will drop and you can wake up. Right. Einstein used to do that. Damn. I read that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But, um, instead of that, it's 2022, you listen to beats <laughs> and some people will put Boom, 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 oh. boom, 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 in it. So you don't fall asleep because mm-hmm. your subconscious will co- like concentrate on mm-hmm. that. So you don't fall asleep. It literally feels so Jen, then my fingertips are hot. Every time I meditate, my husband's like, I'll come downstairs and hug him. He's like, ah, because I'm She's so hot. Radiating my heat. hands, each of my palms are, and mo- sometimes without knowing I'll, w- I'll come out of my meditation and my arms are in the air. And I had no idea because I just feel like uh, my arms levitate, my legs will levitate, my head levitates, my body doesn't, it's really hard for me, but like, it's as if my body thinks that it's not on the mattress anymore. And it feels like I'm not, it feels like I'm floating. You're like my feathers stiff as a boarding yourself. Yes. My fingers are pulsing. My toes are pulsing. My forehead is pulsing. And I have like vibration coming out of my fingertips. Um, They're hot. My feet are hot. And then kicks in like the kaleidoscope shit. So then I start to see blues, oranges of kaleidoscopes. And they're like so intricate. Mm-hmm. And so tightly woven and mm-hmm. so beautiful yeah. that it's impossible. It's scary. And sometimes sometimes I'm scared. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm so gone that I'm afraid I'm going to die, mm-hmm. which I have heard for, for people like I'm in a couple of support groups for like deep meditation. Um, one's on Reddit and one's on Facebook, but I'm on them. And people will <laughs> just say, like, have you ever like because I Googled it. Is anybody ever afraid of dying during deep meditation? Because mm. It feels like you are not human. Mm. And then once the kaleidoscopes stop and the blue light's gone and my body rests back down in the mattress and I, I can't feel my body at this point. So now my body's numb. I don't feel that I'm inside there. So I'm definitely not in my body. Mm-hmm. That's when I start to get messages. 
they're implanted inside me and I get clarity. Sometimes when I need to get through something, work through something, I have a horrible meditation and it's scary. I remembered a lot of molestation once a couple of weeks ago during meditation. And I had to obviously get through that. Mm-hmm. I woke up with bruises on my body because I was squeezing my legs mm-hmm. and squeezing my arms. And it was like a bad meditation, but mm-hmm. I had these memories come back from childhood. Mm-hmm. And it was like meditation, wherever you go, wherever you tap in, wherever I'm tapping in is like punching a time card somewhere where it, it knows what you need to work on for that day. Mm-hmm. And it either calms me down or it gives me energy sometimes when I need that extra pet. i never know what I'm going to get, right? but it's always right. Yeah. Mm. That part. Yes. hundred percent. That what you just said, that last little part about how sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that you don't really know, but no, you know, I never know what you need and it's beneficial in that way. Like they, whatever this is, they're way wiser than us. And they yeah. know. I always feel stuff. that it's myself. Yeah. It's yeah. a form of myself helping this meat suit trapped self. <laughs> it's yeah. like I'm somewhere else as a wholer version going, mm-hmm. oh, and I here I come. Dee, 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 dee. Here's my meat suit attached. Yes. Like, and I'm like, oh, and I plug into the motherboard. Plug in. And it and it's like, oh, this soul that's trapped in that meat suit over there needs to learn about this today. And then it comes back like an umbilical cord back to my stupid brain that's so um complex that the soul has no idea i mean it's like honestly somebody said the soul is you know the soul is inside you but really it's this person's inside this random human is inside the soul yes i i was reading something or watched a tiktok or something about somebody saying that you need to be nice to your avatar like your meat suit because you like you have like the soul you and then they have you have the you you and you have to be nice to it. So like you just called your brain stupid. Like we have to stop saying like, oh, my dumb face or oh, my stupid body or my stupid yeah. brain. Because, no, I know. Because our meat suit hears it and it hurts us, even though like we're probably just saying all the shit from when we were kids and we could get into all that crap. But we have to like, it's like a conscious thing, like where I have to be nice to my meat suit because my meat suit is the one that's here. Right. Being a mom. Being it's so hard here. when you're a comedian because everything's a bit like, right. I can be having the most serious conversation and I find a way to make it funny. Yeah. I told my psychiatrist like the other day, self-deprecating. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I told my, my psychiatrist the other day, I was like, Oh, and then I just felt suicidal. And I was like, no, 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 no. We were FaceTime. She's like, no. And I was like, I'm not suicidal. I was just kidding. It's just a figure of speech. I was like, are you going to do it? Don't press the button. Do you have a red button? I was like, don't press that button. <laughs> she was like dying laughing. I'm like, but seriously, though, I'm fine. I'm not suicidal. Though. You can't call the cops. Please don't call the cops. Jesus, don't have me sectioned. God, <laughs> you can't say that. And then I said to her, who says that? Who says that to their psychiatrist? And I felt like killing myself. Like, what? Read the room. Yeah, Seems read the room. <laughs> she probably has some sort of obligation. But she was dying well laughing. Yeah, no, she yeah. thinks I'm really funny. Yeah. And then the last thing I was going to say is sometimes when I'm hooked in and it is a very positive meditation, um, when you were describing mushrooms, it's making you feel so happy and having that afterglow Mm -hmm. meditation makes me so happy. That's almost like taking a happy pill 
mm-hmm. or like drinking happy juice. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's radiating in every single part of my body. And it doesn't last. I don't think as long as you said, you said mm-hmm. it like lasts for it's like medicinal effect that you like don't feel depressed or anxious as much anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like what the gist is I got. Yeah. I have to meditate every day. Otherwise it's gone. Sometimes it, it lasts more than hours. once. I meditate twice a day yeah. during my son's nap. And then which most of my lapsicle and little shinty track episodes come from meditation. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It was invented out of a meditation. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I came out of a meditation and I said, Your I need to start making here, t- right? my sister was here. I ran yeah. down the stairs and I was like, I need to make a TikTok right now about a restaurant on the ocean. And it's a series. And I was like, and it needs to be like lobster clam, something, something. She goes lobster clam. And I was like, what? She's like lighthouse shanty sea shack. And I was like, that's it. Took, gave her my phone. We went upstairs and that's it. That's why I'm like not even wearing a bra. I was like coming out of meditation. <laughs> yeah, Go right. watch, look at the headlights. The mm-hmm. first video. I'm like this <laughs> with like a uniboob because my boobs like sink to the center. No bra, pointers, pointers. <laughs> out of meditation. <laughs> Thank you for calling the lobster clay little shanty Z track. Like just came yeah. to me. So the rest is history. Oh, and then I was reading perennial beats, what I'm doing with these frequencies. Now the kids mm. these days, these college kids are calling it digital drugs. Oh, dude, they've been people are saying you can get high off of the beats. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I described it. You described it. You don't disagree. Not that far off, man. Yeah, yeah. But when I saw it, I got so pissed because it's not a fucking drug. It should be right. respected. Yeah. True. I remember seeing shit about that digital drugs and like different YouTube videos like, oh, this is uh, audible ecstasy or something wow. like 15 years ago. Wow. Say that to a monk. <laughs> Marker, that's a wrap on episode 10 of Unqualified Opinions with Chelsea and Nate. Well, it I am so excited that you guys asked me to do this because I like walk around the neighborhood all the time and I listen to you guys. Anytime. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes. I think I learned a lot. Thank you so Did much. You learn oh a lot? my God. Yeah, absolutely. Such a good idea. Qualified yes. opinion with Jen. Amazing idea. So I'm going to cool. text you immediately. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Lin- can I bring Linoa? Please do. All of okay. Charlie. Charlie. Jesus. I can't press it.